Hello and welcome to episode 21 of season 3 of the Three Amigos FBL podcast. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. As our tradition, we begin our podcast with a brief review of the previous game week with the best score in poem or song format. So that this week is Kylie. Well done, Kylie. Oh, thank you. I'd like to be um, gracious in victory, but I'm just really happy uh, after last week. Um, not that it was that great, but anyway, I'll proceed. No ranting this week, 58's not too bad. Norwich defence, ick, but Rashford, what a lad. It happened again, that same bench point story. The donk with 10, not subbed on for Tamori. Soyonchu did naught and Pope is the pits. The question, it seemed, could Kevin do bits? The tension was mounting, my heartbeat in pause. My captain, a hero, stand up and applause. Now... Kylie, you know our rule is that it has to fit in a tweet. Yeah, I, don't know. I was using Marzi's spelling and oh. grammar. No, it's all right. It's all right. Mine is so short that she can have some of my... Uh, mm-hmm. Bless yeah. her, she's so happy. Don't just leave. Don't, don't. What's the word? Don't, don't, uh, when they, you know, when don't piss uh, on her chips. Well, that and also... You yeah, know, I've got lots to be annoyed about. Beehive, though. Don't shake it so the bees come out and start stinging you. Like, just leave it. You know? <laughs> okay. Um, you can tell um, that Mars is surrounded by women. Yeah, he's... <laughs> he knows this. In, all right, I'm second up this week, um, and Marzi is going to be wrapping us up in a minute. But uh, my one's short and sweet. In a game week where it is, was rash to be without Con, my team of losers had not much fun. Triple Wolves brought down my score to a lamentable dullard, 54. I thought that was quite nice. Not bad, yeah, not bad. It was. It was alright. For a, well, so, it's kind of like a nature's poetry um, yeah. effort, yeah. Cool, yeah, yeah. Well, I got fifty. I thought it was nifty, but the hit on the OR was hefty. I told you it was short, so Carly could have my uh, my uh, or, or, or my uh, Twitter uh, limit. That's, That's it. it. Okay. Oh wow, that really was short. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have nothing. So to when, say. when you don't have a good week, you keep it short and sweet. I went full. Like DEFCON level rant last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I'm going to give us the top five in our three amigos classic league. There is some movers and shakers there. So um, these people had a good game week 22. In top spot still is Luke Warm FC. That's Luke Burgess's team. Second spot, Patetico Madrid. Um, Alex Hemmings' team is in second. Uh, Villa Real, Luke Maloney is a new entry up into third spot. And another new entry in fourth spot is Tiki Taka. That's uh, Krister Melsgaard's team. And down to fifth spot is the Pappy Sharks. That's Marco Massa's team. So well done to all of those. And best luck for the coming game week. Uh, Mersey, this time of the show, we normally hand the microphone over to you. I know Kylie has been taking ownership of it every so often, but um, what is your rant of the week? Oh, I thought Kylie was going to take it again, but I can I can give you a quick rant. I'm, I'm happy to rant. I am happy to rant. Go for it. I've just got all this built-up stuff. So some of you may have noticed uh, that I've been a little bit quiet on Twitter, and that is because... I got a shiny new phone, which I was all excited about, um, aside from the fact that it's um, missing a bunch of things, but whatever. The main issue is that when I went to um, 
set up Twitter on it. Um, basically, I didn't get my 2FA verification code. Um, for reasons that are unknown, it just didn't send to me, even though I'm getting all other messages and everything. So I've been locked out of my primary account. And, um, you know, heaven forbid that Twitter support do the thing that it's supposed to do, i.e. support its customers. Like, that's obviously a big stretch. Thanks, guys. So I'm in a queue with 4 billion other plebs probably just waiting for them to come along and push a little button on the back end to let me access my account. Um, so I'm feeling really irritable about that, actually. Just do your job. I do mine. Everyone else does theirs. It's not that hard. Over and out. <laughs> Uh, Marzi, I think she's really enjoying having this little space for her to to I just think she is. <coughs> to just relieve she, relieve some she's stress. She's also yeah. secretly enjoying taking over the Amigos account. Yeah, she's taking over the Amigos account. She's taking over Marzi's <laughs> rant. <laughs> and and she and, and she um, passed me some a few bugs like so that I've had to um, miss a few episodes in which she's hosted as well. So she pretty much I've is. I've never heard anybody say irritable like you do, though. It's quite funny. It is, yeah. <laughs> in what way? <laughs> Just the way you say it. Yeah. It's, got, it's like an Aussie Irish American. He's, got, he's even got an American twang into it. <laughs> well, it's probably because of the inflection. My Aussie comes out, so I'm very like, oh, no, we, we, in we, my delivery. Oh, no, we've never noticed that. We've never noticed it once. <laughs> Um, l listen, it's subtle. It's subtle. It, it is, it is. Uh, listen, folks, we're going to kick on. We have, we have a few um, subjects to discuss tonight. Of course, the double game week is among them, but also kind of single game week players that people maybe um, are taking their eyes off a little bit. But um, first of all, we thought it might be just a little bit handy just to go through. There is a lot of new listeners and there's a lot of people who, who play the game who may not be as clued in as, as some of us veterans are. Um, so we thought it might be worthwhile just to have a little bit of um, an update on, I guess, some of the chips and what people are talking about in terms of double game weeks and so on and so forth. Um, the, first of all, I thought I might run through the triple captainship. Well, that's pretty much what it says in the tin. You get an extra, an extra third. Um, so your captain scores three times the points instead of the usual double. So that's pretty simple. Um, a lot of people are considering playing it on a double game week because you tend to then you get obviously your players playing two games and so the, the effect is multiplied. Um, other than that, we have double game weeks. When people are talking about double game weeks, I know a lot of um, workmates of mine were very confused when they were talking about double game weeks. They're essentially where their fixtures rescheduled and they're put into another game week so that you have some teams that are playing more than one fixture in the game week and you do get the points from both games. So they can be well worth keeping an eye on because you can maximize the number of minutes you have and the amount of opportunities for your player to score. Uh, bench boost is what it says in the tin. You Your bench literally plays for you that week. So you have, instead of just your starting 11, you have 15. Uh, your free hit chip is um, just basically you can take a free hit on one game week where you can create an entirely new team. After that game week, everything reverts back to the team you had in the previous game week. So even if you have made transfers beforehand and you hit that free chip, free hit chip, those can those transfers will be cancelled. Um, so I think that's a little bit. Is that okay, lads? Is a bit of a brief um, kind of explainer on a few of the terms. Just 
Yeah, just the one thing to mention is that you can only use one chip per game week. Um, and the wild card counts as a chip. So if you're using your wild card in game week 24, double game week coming up, then you can't use a triple captain chip or a bench boost or anything like that. So you have to be careful uh, because a lot of people forget about that sometimes. And also a lot of people who play the game regularly forget that the wild card. So before a double, a lot of the times people use the wild card before a double game week. So then you can use your bench boost or triple captain. So just keep an eye on that one. Mm, that's good. The good point. Thanks, Mersey. Um, especially if people do hold on to the chips and they're trying to use them in a congested period, then um, that can definitely yeah. impact. And did you mention did you mention blank game weeks? So where um, that's when mm, we don't have yeah, we don't yeah. have a game. I didn't actually. Of, yeah, go on ahead, yeah, Mersey. That's when we don't have a game because of uh, cup commitments. Or uh, yeah, mostly cup commitments unless there's a postponement. So the the most obvious one that's coming up potentially is the Carlin Cup final. So the teams that are now they're playing the semis. But with this one, it's, it's funny with with the black. Well, actually no, we just had one, so people should remember this. Liverpool and West Ham did not play because Liverpool was in the World Cup, and that's a blank game week where the teams do not play in that game week, and then it will be rescheduled, and it mostly more more than likely will cause a double game week. It's just sometimes it could fall later in the week, and they. Uh, in FPL wise, we still have it in the same week, so keep an eye out to that one as well. Good stuff. Yeah, no, because I, I, we just thought it might be worthwhile. I know a lot of our seasoned listeners and players will obviously understand all that, but there are people who are, um, who are new to the game, and maybe, maybe these kind of little refreshers can, um, can help them to catch up. Um, now, first of all, one of the topics we did want to obviously talk about, as we mentioned, um, a lot of the double game week in 24 is is um, people trying to decide on which three Liverpool players to have. But also, of course, West Ham are, have a double game week in that week. And while their assets mightn't be quite as attractive, one of the players that was Marzi um, Fabianski was a player who I know a lot of people had their eye on because he's historically been quite a good fantasy goalkeeper in terms of his save points in particular. Um, but he got injured last game week and a lot of people now are scrambling to try to come up with an alternative strategy. Um, what would you maybe advise if people do have Fabianski already? Um, what's the news on him and what would you advise them do? So the latest news is that it's not uh, serious, but it could keep him out for a minimum of two weeks. Now, that's really frustrating because two weeks could mean he might be back for the second half of the double game week because there is a week between each game, uh, which is still is, is, is not good for, for the owners or those people who decided to buy him because he'll miss one of their games. So you have to make a decision. Now, it's, it's a tricky one because if you don't have a backup, you definitely you, you should sell. Um, so if your backup keeper is just a non-playing keeper, then you don't have a keeper for, for the next two to three games, and that's not good. Um, there's also it's it's predicted to be two weeks, could be more. Now knowing the the, the his knowing these things, I would say uh, err on the uh, um, side of caution and make and and I would sell to be honest uh, because you don't know if it's going to be two weeks or longer. If you do, if you if you are a, a, the rotating man and you have like I don't know a Ryan or a, or a Henderson. Or, or even uh, McCarthy from Southampton, basically anybody but Pope. Uh, I think you don't need to waste a transfer. Now, it, a lot of people went for Fabianski because he's known to be like you know the safe magnet. They don't have the easiest of games, and West Ham have not suddenly become like the best defense in the league. They're still conceding goals. He is a good keeper, 
But I don't think he's worth wasting a transfer if you already have a Henderson uh, or uh, a Ryan or a McCarthy, you know, the good keeper or even Foster. And those are the keepers that you should be looking at if you need to sell sell him. I mean, Sheffield United, after the next two games, have got an incredible run. Some people are already doubling. I'm, I'm doubling up and thinking of even going treble because they have a really good run. And, and maybe Lundström, as much as we love him, he's not the the the, the, the only good asset from, from a, a, Sheff, a tight Sheffield United team who also score goals. And their keeper's good. Watford are doing well. We've talked about them and we'll touch, we'll touch on them again. Um, Ryan is a, is, is a great keeper. Uh, obviously, if you have the expensive keepers, then you don't need to worry about Fabianski. But the reason I'm t- saying all of this is I know people wanted him to get him in for a double game week, but he's not going to be playing. If you have if if you have another keeper, then you just keep him. He'll be back. And maybe you were thinking about it in the long term. So you have a rotating keeper and also for the bench boost, if you're not planning to wildcard, etc., 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 you keep him. Now, obviously, if you need the money, you just sell him and you get like, for example, I've just mentioned, so Henderson is a bit, is a bit expensive, but Foster and McCarthy from Southampton, McCarthy's like 4.3 and they're doing really, really well. Foster's 4.9. Foster's 4.9, okay. Um, I think Ryan is a bit cheaper, maybe 4.6, Kylie, or maybe, but... Uh, I think it's about 4.7, but, uh, you know, it's not bad, uh, no, all not things bad. considered, yeah. No, cheaper than Mc- Fabianski, certainly. Yeah, and McCarthy is the one that has been... You know, Southampton have been catching the eye. Let's be honest. They've really tightened up. Um, he seems to be now the one trusted with the gloves. They have... Um, they're quite strong at home. They, I mean, they... And he's really cheap. He's, he's also... A, a he's a 4.3. That's the reason 4.3 was in your head, Mars. Yes, he's, he's a 4.3 and he's cheap. So... He's, you know, you can keep him as a rotating keeper. You can put him on the bench for the bench boost, future bench boost. Doesn't take a lot of your, uh, of your, of your budget. So that's that's what I would do. I really would assess um, if if he's your playing keeper. I would sell now. There's no need keep, no point keeping him. It's not like the, I said they are they're gonna get uh, loads of clean sheets. And if if he's one of your rotating keepers, because it's not gonna be a long term, you can afford to keep him there, and then he comes back. So don't burn a transfer. Yeah, good stuff, Mars. And um, Kylie, come to you because um, just just as a quick touch on this double game week, of course, we've been we've talked to death really about our options for our in terms of our Liverpool representatives. Most people will have three, um, but it all of course depends on whether they go for um, the double D or whether they go for the double A, um, as Mars so famously um, coined last week. But um, what's, what's your thinking? Has Anton changed with, with the last game week, with the action we saw last weekend? Um, no, nothing's changed for me. I am sticking with the, the three as planned. That's Trent, Mane and Salah. Um, I already have Mane and Salah in and I'll be bringing Trent in. So that's the plan that I had built, started building towards a couple of weeks ago and I'm pretty much there so I'm happy enough with that um I think nothing has probably changed overly for most people except that people are starting to warm a little bit towards Firmino as an option um Firmino is streaky as we know but the interesting thing about him for reasons I I'm really not sure of and maybe one of you two can shed a little light on this but uh all of his goals, seven goals, I believe, um, he scored away this season. And uh, so no goals at home. Um, both of the 
so he had an audition there um, uh, this this last game week just gone um, against Spurs in an away match and he scored again and of course the double game week consists of two away matches um, and notably uh, you know West Ham anyway not so great defensively and even Wolves are, are not looking amazing um, at the moment so uh, I think it's it's definitely the bigger punt um, because most people will be going for Mane and Salah or double up in attack um, and then whoever their third option is. So it is something a bit different, but um, not not a bad option um, and certainly not a bad option for people, I think, who are looking to try and make up big ground um, with a quite differential move. So I, I think know. it's probably not for everyone, but... I know that Andreel was um, looking at that and kind of moving from Bobby to Vardy. And as you mentioned, it would be a nice differential move um, because the ownership of Firmino is is an awful lot lower than uh, Mane or Salah. But um, it it would be, it obviously add an option there and he's a lot cheaper. Um, and it would mean that you kind of be able to, I guess, a lot of people are want to leave KDB in their midfield and maybe one of Mane, Mane and Salah. Um, and it probably does add a bit of flexibility with it. Um, FBL derailed Marzi was um, discussing, our course, Kun Aguero had a great game week 22, um, but he was planning on um, selling Kuhn and Madison to turn him into Salah and Ings. However, Kuhn's form is making them think to go double D instead. Um, do you think he should stick to the plan or switch? Is Mo Mane too much investment after game week 24? Um, so Kylie's going to stick with her plan. What about you? Yeah, I committed early. So I said on the pod last time, I already have. I um, I bought more and Mane a few weeks ago. I wanted to capitalize whilst people were making their minds up. And it worked, to be honest. I'm, I'm collecting their points, so I'm happy with that. And then I, I brought Trent back last week as well. So again, whilst people are deciding what to do, I just decided to make them move. So I'm already committed. I'm happy with my decision. Look, I said it last week. I said it on Twitter and I'll say it again. There is no right or wrong answer. It really depends on your team. You could go any way and it could work. We don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows who's going to score more. We can look at all the stats, uh, but it really depends on your team setup and what you want. The ownership of Mane and Salah and Trent is probably the highest. So if you're scared of that, that's where you need to go. If you want to be different, you can be different and go for me. No, for me, no, it's a great, it's a good option for somebody who's chasing the, I love Bobby, but the only thing about it's, it's so not, he's just a little bit inconsistent as a Liverpool player. He's fantastic as an FPL asset. He can be annoying. The reason maybe he's picking up more goals. The one thing that I can think of about him picking up more away goals is because teams play so tight at Anfield. They, they come to close the shot. He, he has to drop so deep and he's the one, he's the playmaker. Uh, like Kane sometimes, that, that's what he does. He'll drop back to get the ball and then build the attack. Whereas sometimes when we, when you play teams at home, they come at you, they attack you more. So he has more freedom. That's one of the things that I can think of. I can't. There's no other clever way about it. He's He does play more centrally, but you know they switch so much, the three of them, him, Salah and Mane, that it, it, we don't know. For all we know, could, you know, Virgil van Dijk could do a Laporte and become the highest uh, scorer. Just make your mind up and go with it. Uh, what I would say, and I know Carly's going to touch on it, do not rip your team up for, for a double game week for two teams. One of them is not worth investing in. And the other, yes, they are. <clears throat> Most of us have at least two of their players. Have a third, by all means. It's not the easiest of fixtures, but we always said with Liverpool and City, 
don't don't look at the fixtures. Just go for it. So don't rip your team up <clears throat> just for, for for this double game week. Go with what makes sense. Depends what mean what means to you. If it's a mini league or if it's the OR, and just go for it. I'm sticking. I, like I said, I committed, so I'm going for it. To answer the question that we just had, I mean, Aguero just scored forty. Uh, the, the thing is with City, the, with City you need to just take what we say, take your poison. Whatever is is that the saying, right? You pick take the players. Your poison, yeah. Yeah, you 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 pick the players. And don't just start second-guessing Pep. Just go for it and hope that your bench steps up if it's needed. Will Aguero play every game? No. Will he deliver? Yes. Will Mares? No. Will he do? Yes, all of them. Yes and no to all of them. You see what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know if Aguero's going to play the next two games. I think, listen, what, what I think now, what, what you'll see, and I said it on Twitter, I don't see City dropping many points now. I think they, will go, they are now playing with the freedom because they're just chasing. They know it, it could be a lost cause. They definitely want to finish second. And... We will know sooner or later if they're going to switch focus to the to the Champions League. So up until then, yeah, why not invest in their players? I mean, you have to take into account that Villa were absolutely awful um, in, in that game. But Aguero's Aguero and, and Mares has been good. And I know Kylie's done a lot of work to, to share with us on, on Mares, so I'll, I'll let her do that. But um, look, I'm, I, I love double game weeks and I always go all in. Um, so I would say, yeah, I mean... Uh, do, uh, stick with your plan to, to switch to bring in the Liverpool players but based on performance probably shouldn't on, mm. on the, the Aguero performance yeah but um, that's what, that is uh, where we're going to move on to because single game week players with a double game week coming up a lot of people can take their eye off the ball a little bit with and not notice I guess the foreign players that are out there who don't have the double game week um, so, like City are definitely on fire, as Mars mentioned. Uh, Mares definitely is, as is Cunaguero at the moment. Um, we got a load of questions in to do with Mares and City. Uh, Poppy Shark was asking about should we all have Mares now? Madison to Mares is what he's considering. Rakesh was asking about losing Vardy or Madison to go to Kun slash Bobby or Mares, so he wanted our thoughts on that. And FBL Cobbler was asking, do we need more City attack cover until the Champions League starts up again? Suggest maybe they're under less pressure with the Liverpool lead um, looking a little bit insurmountable. Don't know about that one now, but um, Jonathan Strack was asking about should Kuhn be on our radar now? It would mean dropping Rashford or Vardy and sacrificing Salah, Mane or KDB. Um, so basically an awful lot of questions in to do with City because they are continuing to still pick up loads of wins and they do tend to be demolishing teams when they are winning as well. Um, so Kylie, what's your thinking on these single game week players and in particular um, the City assets? Yeah, so uh, I'll get to Mars in a second. Um Aguero has obviously come up in discussion and Mars alluded to it before. I think Aguero is a little bit tricky because um, uh, his price, okay. Um, Mares is quite a bit cheaper than Aguero is. Um, and the, the same question is going to continue to come up about both of them um, in, in minutes. But I think given the kind of forwards that we have at the moment, You'd be looking at getting rid of Vardy, you know, Rashford, these kind of players. Firmino, if you have him and it kind of makes sense to hold on to him for the double game week. Um, 
you know, if you've got these kind of plays in, it becomes slightly harder to justify taking out form players to bring in someone like Aguero with the the challenge of um, the minute situation. And he's not going to play Villa every week. He's obviously brilliant. I think he's scored 13 goals this season, despite heavily reduced minutes and missing a lot of matches. We've seen much more of Jesus this season, as we kind of knew would eventually happen. So I'm, well done to all of the people who had Aguero there. I'm still a bit on the fence about him um, personally, particularly just because forwards were, were quite tense, seem to be quite happy with the slots that we have and we can't fit them all in. I do think it's slightly different in midfield um, if we're talking outside of, you know, your KDBs and Mane slash Salas. So um, I did have a look at Mares and, I guess, first and foremost, well done to those. There were quite a few in the community, the Twitter community, that is, who braved Pep Roulette to bring him in for the Villa fixture last week. Um, Mara's is such a funny one. You know, he's flirted with us all season, delivering returns, but then he continues to strike that fear in our hearts, you know, about reduced minutes. And it's something that we fixate on quite heavily. So I guess what I was interested in was in the context of Mares, does it matter? With most players that we have, that nailedness is really a, a central part of what we look for when we're going to invest a certain degree of money in them. But we do have to bear in mind Mares isn't everyone and certainly City is not every other team. Um, this uh, you know, this kind of quality about them where they bring the players in and out and there's rotation and everything that's kind of always been the way with them. And to some degree, we've accepted it with the likes of KDB and perhaps Sterling, knowing that they will eventually miss a game. But we're still very reticent about some of these other players, your Silvers and Mares and so on. Um, so I had a look across the whole season. So we've we've had 22 game weeks so far. And of those, he's had 18 appearances. So he missed four games between 9 and 12. So then if we look at the 18 matches for which he was available and playing, he started 12 of those and he played 90 minutes in nine of them. Um, five of those starts actually have come in the last five and he played 90 in all of those except for the Wolves match where he only played 45. Um, and we'll get back to current form in, in a second. But going back to the overall, so in those 18 appearances, he's returned 10 times in 10 matches, sorry, and five, he has five double-digit hauls. So eight of his nine assists and six of his seven goals have come when starting. Um, and as we can see, you know, he's he's started a greater percentage um, of, of, those, of those matches. On current form, he has three goals and three assists in those last, last five games I mentioned. So he's actually returned in four of those. Uh, so all of them barring that 45-minute stint I mentioned versus Wolves. And let's be honest, they weren't that, that great there. In that period, he's got 37 points. So 20 shots, on ta uh, 20 shots, 15 in the box, seven on target. That's the best of all midfielders in that period. Um, so I guess... What I would say is given his current form and the trend towards starts, I 
personally think he's a really incredible choice. He's only 7% ownership. And part of the reason for that is because, as I alluded to, we sort of are always a little bit scared to choose him because of this fear of rotation. But if you look at the numbers as a whole, it's actually far less over, overwhelming that way. And an interesting point of comparison, as, at point one more, Ali, so he costs 0.1 more, and he has an ownership of 8.4%, all right? So those 8.4% of owners that have held him over the course of the last eight, eight or so weeks, in the last five weeks, let's do a direct comparison to Mara's. He's played all of them, and um, you know he's played substantial minutes. In that time, he has 15 points compared to the 37 for Mara's. And in fact, to get his last 37 points, you have to go back like eight and a bit matches to when he was kind of at the start of his hot streak. So people have been holding Ali for the same price or 0.1 more because he's starting every match or whatever. But the point is, during that time, you could have had Mares, but we avoided him because of these concerns. Obviously, this period with Mares has seen him starting a lot, and that's not necessarily been the case for the whole season. But all things considered, I think if it were me, I'd be looking at it and going, I'm going to accept the odd one or two sub-appearance. By the way, he is capable of delivering from the bench. He's only done it twice, but he can still do it. Um, and I would absolutely take those and then just happily take the monster halls because when he starts, he has an extremely high rate of return and about 50% of the time he returns, he's returning double figure halls. So there's a lot there to say that he is a viable option. What I would say is it's a tricky one. If you're going to get him in, hold him for two game weeks, panic at the first sign of, uh, you know, him getting benched and then sell him again. You need to be holding him with at least, if not, it's not that he's going to be someone you need to hold for the season, but I'd be holding him for a period of time where you can accrue and get the benefit of some of those uh, holes he's getting while he's starting. Let's say for the people like you and I, Don, who have double Liverpool defence and KDB. Uh, sorry, double Liverpool midfielders and KDB. Where does Maris fit in? Do you sell one of your double Liverpool after the double game week? Or do you go 3-5-2? Or... Because Potentially. I imagine, imagine with 3-5-2, you might have to get rid of... I'm, I'm looking at it in my own team. So for me, it's easy for me if I get rid of one of my Liverpool midfielders. Absolutely. Yes. I can bring him in. Uh, in fact, I can go, for example, either Salah or Mane plus Calvert-Lewin to Rashford and Mahrez. And I think those two versus those two are probably get, even probably more between Mahrez and Rashford if Mahrez delivers what, you know, and plays, like you said. But if I, wanna, if yeah. I don't want to sell my... It, it, have you looked at it? I guess that's my point. Yeah, so what I would say is, you know, you, you can't have everything. So for me personally, uh, I'm not looking at Mares at this moment for my team. I want him in, right? Don't get me wrong. But because I have two Liverpool players in for the double, I would not be bringing Mares in before the double. It's just logistically doesn't make sense. However, for me, in the long run, I actually prefer double Liverpool defence post-double um, game week just because it – if I want to maximise on Liverpool attack in a double, but it does limit my options in terms of fringe players uh, afterwards. And so there's other things that I want to do. So in that situation, I could comfortably sell 
one of my midfielders to him. Um, and and like you said, you could then use the, the gap between Mares and um, Salah or or Mane, for instance, uh, to fund an upgrade elsewhere. I also have Calvert-Lewin. I, the thing with Mares is I, I don't think that he's suddenly going to be someone that everyone buys, right? He he is not going to be as comfortable for the masses as a K, uh, KDB. But I do think that we should be looking at him, not as he's far from essential, but he's certainly someone that we should be considering now. Whether it's this immediate moment, we're all a little locked in with the, the Liverpool situation. Um, those who have the freedom to be able to look at him absolutely should. The point is that we shouldn't be limiting ourselves based on a fear of rotation with City. And we've said this many times before, but I think looking at Mares as a whole over the course of the season really drives that point home a little more strongly. Whether yeah. you choose to invest now, whether it makes sense for your team, because obviously there's other great players as well. It's going to depend yeah. on formation, what your preference is. But I think it just elevates him as an option is probably yeah. what I would say. I think if, if Greenwood becomes an option or more of an option as we move forward in the season, um, again, just I, I try. To, I like to use my team just to see what I can do. You can, I could actually do like uh, you know, um, get rid of um, Carvalho and bring Greenwood in, and then fit Mahrez in with the double Liverpool midfield and KDB. So it's doable. But like you said, you have to yeah. sacrifice something. Which is, for example, in my case, Rashford. I, I can't have Rashford then, uh, along yeah. with Vardy and Ings. So it's, it's, it's all it's, priorities, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, there's always one player that you might have to sacrifice. Of, uh, and I've always said that I agree with you. Um, the other thing that I, what, what I would add is, and, and I completely agree with everything that you said about you have to be careful and, and also the fact that he can uh, play off the bench. Pep actually, as, as much as we hate his roulette, he becomes a little bit more predictable when there is midweek games. So as soon as the Champions League starts, you know, if Aguero starts, if, if, especially when I say, okay, more predictable, let's put it this way. If yeah, a big player he, does he, not he tricked start, us a few times earlier in the season yeah. with this. But if a big player does not start and he's on the bench, highly likely he will start on the weekend. And and I, and, and I think a lot of people are scared of this this week because there's no midweek game for City. So they're like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Who's going to play? Right. But a lot of the time, what I've noticed with, 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 with City is if a, one big player misses a midweek game, it's highly likely they will start again. It has happened, like you said, where Sterling missed a couple of games or... Or something like this, but yeah, I mean, just watch. I, for me, yeah, Mares will be um, a watch and uh, and see what happens. Yes, he's he's a great player, he's doing well, but I'm happy with my midfield at the moment. Um, let's move on. We've got a ton more listener questions covering a wide range of topics, but I'll come to you first, Mares, on Kat's question. Um, she was basically wondering about Jimenez, wondering whether he's worth a hold for another game week. Um, I know I'm after selling him myself there for uh, for Danny Ings. I finally relented. But um, <laughs> what's your what's your thinking on Jimmy? So did you copy me or did I copy you? No, I'm joking. I copied yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, listen, I love Jimmy, but I think uh, so. She asked, "What do we think is wrong with Wolves or Jimenez himself?" I think that that was a question, right? I, I, it could be tiredness catching up with them. They had a lot of fixtures with Europa, etc. But they're not. They're not delivering as we expect them to they have some tough fixtures so I've, I've decided that I'm moving off I'm moving off because of Ings so if I can get to Ings I was going to wait but then I thought you know what like I just got 
uh, Dominic Cavallini, and I'm going to stick with that plan because they, Everton have got good fixtures and they need to win. And he, he he's favoured by Ancelotti, and, they, and he needs to score to continue being favoured. Came close last weekend. I'm not going to sell Vardy. And I thought, him and okay, he's off the boil, and uh, they've they've got some tough fixtures coming up before a, a good run. So let him have his rest. Let me see what happens, and on, and that time I'll jump on Ings. And if I need to go back, I'll move back. So I think I think if you don't have Ings, it's an easy option. Like I know we we talked about him before, and uh, 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 Carly was absolutely pro, and I and and I was saying I think uh, don't go chasing. As in, if you have good players, don't sell them just to get Ings because you might have missed it. But there's no denying in the guy's form and ability. And having watched him against Leicester. I think Arsenal owners really got away with it because he was on fire and he could have easily got three or four goals, which made me... I think it was come... nine shots, wasn't it? Nine shots in the box. And Vardy had zero Zero, exactly. Shots. And two of, the, two of them off the bar. Yeah, and it's just the, the way he's playing right now. He's so hungry. He's, he's really pushing for that England place. And I, it just reminds me of the guy that Liverpool bought from Burnley when he was so good. And, um, you know... With Jimenez going off the boil, or if people, well, I, I wouldn't be selling Vardy. I don't think Vardy's gone off the boil. I just think Leicester at the moment are going through a, a tough, a rough patch, and he's still getting, you know, he, he missed a couple of games, and then he got he got you an assist. But there's 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 an, and then you, you, I wouldn't be selling Rashford, for example. But there's, I think there's that third slot where you can move move about. Um, so for Jimenez, for me, he is, uh, you could sell West. Because he's he's a bit too expensive. Whereas Torore, you might be able to hold for a bit if you had Torore from um, from Wolves. Yeah. I think Jimenez is a sell. Yeah, even though he's like his price, he's still great value. But I, mm. yeah, my personally, I've I had the um, a couple of weeks ago. I went triple Wolves, so um, I have Torore and Doherty was my punt um, alongside Jimenez. So that was just too many. So um, it was an easy move. We just for me. would like to apologise to the Amigos listeners who did invest in Wolves. We should have told you that. Don mm. went on triple wolves and yeah, <laughs> to that sell. Was, I was really impressed watching them playing Liverpool, and uh, they haven't yeah. looked quite no, as good were, since. They had, they, you know, look, they, they did play well, and they mm. they had a good. And they deliver game. against big sides. You know, mm. this is the thing. It is. Um, Kylie, move on to Jeff Petter. Now I have a couple of questions that are going to lump together um, because they're uh, they're kind of similar in terms of uh, Jeff Petter was wondering about for those on an early wildcard. He's looking for players who looked like maybe having a fixture swing coming up. And FBL Blonde was also asking about non-double game week players to target. So I kind of lumping them together because um, taking the double game week out of the picture, um, kind of just looking at the fixtures coming up, any players that you would like people maybe to consider moving to. Okay, yeah. So there's a few different teams. We do have a, a few swings that are coming up. And so... I guess if you're wildcarding or or if you're looking to maybe shift out some of those players in your team that um, haven't really been delivering the goods recently, you might have Ali, for instance, um, Jimenez, Wolves. We, you know, we've talked about a few. Um, so some of those teams are Southampton. We've kind of touched on them a couple of times. Ings doesn't really need a mention because even though I don't have him in my team um, at the moment, it's kind of hard to because I've got Vardy and Rashford and I just brought Calvert-Lewin for budget reasons. Um, so I don't really have space for things right now. Um, 
But he justifies inclusion, obviously, if you don't have him. I think the big interest area with Southampton, which we've alluded to, is the defence. So they are, based on current form, so the last four weeks, they are second best in the league behind Liverpool. Um, They have two clean sheets. They were against Chelsea and Tottenham, um, and they've conceded only two goals in that time. So over that that period, the last four, it was Chelsea, Spurs, Leicester and and Palace. So it's not the easiest run of fixtures there. Um, There has been... an incremental improvement, I would say, in their defence since that absolutely horrendous performance against Leicester way back when. Um, And that's obviously culminated in um, recently some very good results for them all round, and both defensively and in attack. Um, So obviously McCarthy at 4.3 has been mentioned. Mars covered him earlier. You've also got Stevens in defence at 4.3 and Bednarak at 4.4. The other options are slightly more expensive. And I I think really, given that a lot of people have Kelly um, or Rico, if you have these options and you're looking to freshen them up, it's, it's really a straight shoot across, or if you're looking to downgrade perhaps another defender, you know, people who might have the likes of Pereira um, from Leicester. Leicester's defence isn't looking as strong as it was, um, and Didi's out. Uh, they're not getting, you know, Pereira's not really getting the attacking returns. It's quite a lot of money there. And, you know, if you already have Trent, for instance, um, and you, you're looking for a cheapie, then these are some good options to consider. So really outside of Ings, I would be focusing on defence there. And I guess just to recap their fixtures, they've got a really good run, basically with the exception of Liverpool in game week 25. So it's Wolves, Palace, then Liverpool, Burnley, Villa, West Ham, Newcastle and Norwich. What's not to like? Next up, we have Sheffield United. That's also been referenced. Next two, not great, Arsenal and City. Um, But then from game week 25, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, Brighton, Villa, Norwich and Newcastle. So Lundstrom, Baldock and Henderson are the ones that kind of get all the glory. Lundstrom in particular. Um, I do think Baldock is really good and he's basically matched him for attacking returns. Um, Henderson is a great shout as a keeper. They're all quite popular. Fleck is a really good option at 4.9. He plays 90 minutes every game, except for the one game that he missed. He's got four goals and two assists at 4.9. I mean, and their fixtures are fantastic. He's only 2.9%. So as an alternative to a Traore or a Cantwell in particular, he might be someone that is of interest and certainly what he would enable in your team. You might decide that you just want him as a bench option, which is absolutely fine. Um, you may decide that you want to go really strong with the rest of your team. And so you want him as a fourth mid. It's not going to get your return every week, but he is capable of getting good returns with the good fixtures. And critically, I guess the question is, what does he enable with the rest of your team? So you kind of weigh that up. But he, as someone who is substantially lower owned than the likes of Cantwell, and someone to consider. Brighton also have a terrific run of fixtures right up to game week 30. They've got Villa, Bournemouth, West Ham, Watford, Sheffield United, Crystal Palace and Wolves. Um, So Mopai, Ryan, Dunk all kind of know what they can do and they're decent options. And then there's some puntier ones. 
Jahakan, I don't even know how to say this, Jahan Bakash. I'm going to say Yeah, okay, right. You know, <laughs> the native tongue, you have a leg up on me in this. Can I, I, you say no, it again? I, I can't say Aubameyang, but I can say Ali Riza Yahangabash. Just call him Ali, Ali Reza. To call, to, Jay, to, I'm just going to call know. him Jay. Jay. Or Jahan. <laughs> Jay. Um, yeah, anyway, I butchered that, sorry. Uh, Jack, um, Jay, whatever I'm calling you. Uh, so him, obviously, uh, he's quite punty, I will say. Um, but since scoring his first goal has been doing really well. And then you have Trossard and Gross. And I mean, they're, they're a little bit stressful because which one's going to play this week, which one's not. But they're both actually when they play really good options. Um, and then outside, so those are, those three and Liverpool, of course, because the, Liverpool have the double game week. And I'm not talking about the double game week here, but outside of that, after the double game week as well, they've got a really nice run. So determining what of your Liverpool assets you're going to want to keep is another thing to consider. If you're wildcarding before the double and you're maxing out on Liverpool, you're not then going to be in a situation where bad fixes are going to necessitate that you kind of uh, remove them all. Um, A couple of other teams that we have talked about in the last couple of weeks are Everton and Watford. Their fixtures are in the long run are more mixed than those other teams I mentioned. Um, But they do have good fixtures um, in there as well. And I think that both of them offer options defensively and um, in attack. So Watford, we've recently talked about Saar and Dini and uh, Takure. Takure delivered again. Uh, all three of them delivered again, actually, in the last match. But they're looking so much better under Nigel Pearson. Um, defensively, they have been excellent over that period as well. And I would reiterate Cathcart at 4.3 is super value, kind of like your uh, Stevens. So you could totally refresh your cheap, no longer any good Kelly Rico's um for some other options if you wanted to. It is a bit of a luxury. You've also got Holgate, who's a very cheap option for Everton. The slightly more expensive Sidibe um, in defence as well, who's kind of threatened some attacking returns, and I think he's got one assist. Um, and then there's Richarlison, who's on great form at the moment as well. Both uh, Mars and I have gone for Calvert-Lewin. We nearly had a goal, but we it was uh, no luck there. But I think he will deliver returns uh, that are kind of appropriate for his value less, less over innings, the yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah, less than Ings. Just, uh, less just innings, one watch. Less expensive than Ings is what I watch, would say. Just uh, a, a watch hat on, on Holgate because um, Carlo came out and said, yeah, you know, we rested Keane once. Uh, then somebody else needed the rest. I will rest Holgate. He's young and he's been playing a lot of games. So it's just a watch out. Uh, I'm not put, putting people off because, you know, we have a lot of cheap defenders. Um, so just, just a watch out. Just with, with all of this talking about the cheap defenders, there's one defender that um, and I'm, I'm not looking at the fixtures because I haven't looked. I know that they have some good games. But Williams from United. Uh, at yeah. Because you mentioned... You mentioned refreshing your defence. Absolutely. You know, Rico, bombs are just awful. And Rico was bench last, so we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Palace have forgotten how to defend. So those two players, you've probably got some value on them. But 4.3 or 4.2, when it comes to your wild card and when it comes to your, uh, you know, wanting to fit in all these big players, those 
point three and point two could be a huge difference, or depending how much you you paid for them or what you got now. Um, I would even argue Suyuncu right now with Leicester's form and the, let's watch a bit more yeah. with with no Indidi. Um, could be you could downgrade, you know, his four point nine. A Williams, a four a four mil defender. Make sure you don't buy the Williams that that is under Liverpool, who's got zero next to him. You want the Williams that plays for United with twenty four points so far. Um, playing for a, a team like United, who are who can be strong at home uh, uh, and and in good fixtures could guarantee you a clean sheet. Plus, he's got this attacking instinct. It's fantastic. Uh, as and you can just the thing is because he's four million, you can bench him if you if if you're not happy with with, with the fixture. So it's just just an idea to help with uh, cards, etc. War card and or uh, you know getting money or getting some yeah uh, refreshing the defenders. And also, United's defense has looked better recently. So, um, I'm not sure exactly where in the table they sit, but they they you know. Not horrific. So at, at four million, given his attacking instincts, he's more attacking price, than biscuit, and biscuit he is, is yeah. a lot more expensive. So exactly. So the, the particularly as you said, if you were on so, some of this, may feel like a luxury transfer if you're not wild carding, um, but if you are wild carding, there are really strong cheap options that feel a lot more stable and a lot more likely to get you points than the sort of traditional cheap options we've all been holding for a really long time. Good stuff. Great stuff, Kay. Um, loads and loads of uh, value there for Jeff and Blonde. Um, Jeremiah Johnson, Marzi, was asking about, is it time to target whipping post teams? Yeah, I think I think we, we naturally do. Uh, and yes, you know, if your teams, especially uh, if these teams are playing away, like, Norwich just can't defend, uh, and away from home they get whipped. At home they're a bit stronger; they can score, but they can still they can still concede. Um, then you've got um, your um, Bournemouth. Bournemouth are absolutely awful at the moment, and they they are in free fall. So are Villa, and so are Burnley. So yeah, you know you talk. Burnley at home might be a bit stronger, but away from home they seem to be struggling as well. Um, Villa again can be a bit stronger, a little bit stronger at home. I know they were blown away by City, but not, you know to be honest. The, many teams can be blown away by City when they turn it on um, but their defence is just awful uh, I, I don't know how Mings is making it into the squad ahead of some players but whatever that's a different topic so these, these teams yeah you know I'm not saying go sell your your big assets to to, to target unless you want to of course if, if, if that's your uh, philosophy and, you, and you're so far behind and you just want to now uh, pick on those defenders absolutely go and do it you're burning transfers but that's fine uh, but Try and look at your team to, especially when it comes to your captains, etc. Against those weak defenders, we've seen what Villa, what, what City did to Villa. So, you know, um, anybody can do the same to Norwich, Bournemouth, or, or Watford. Watford were the team that we were looking at, but now they got so much stronger. So, you, and, and same with Southampton. So, you need to move from them and start targeting those those other teams. Yeah, they're two of the strongest defenses now. Newcastle as well have been quite poor. So, there's actually quite a number of teams that could vie for sort of that status and um, you could certainly have a strategy of captain one of your players who's playing one of those teams in any given week because that would probably cover you for a good chunk of game weeks towards would, the end yeah, of the season. Without, without having to do transfers. 
Mm. Um, yes, indeed. And keep an eye on the managerial changes because it can make a difference to teams and the way they play. Um, what is our next question? We have fantasy football pundits. Um, they were asking, what did Sir Don think of Deep Impact? Well, I think it's a fantastic name for um, for your little soldier. If um, if it may leave people, they were definitely not watching that film. Listen, they were definitely not. That was definitely made up. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I, um, I, however, was definitely watching Lion King. Yeah, it was. It was the name. The name of the last TV program or movie you watched is the name of your um, of your private parts. So um, that's uh, hilarious. I watched Messiah. Mm. Uh, I was the I'm Witcher. Not even the Witcher, I thought was going to kill myself as the name first. You know, <laughs> it puts a spell the on Messiah you. Is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, good. And uh, Kylie, uh, is it Pookie time again with Bournemouth at home? They're asking. So, what's your what's your brief thoughts on Pookie? Okay, so I'm going to couple this kind of Pookie slash Cantwell because I think they go together here. Um, Firstly, Bournemouth are so bad, it actually physically hurts. I mean, we're not even going to talk about Diego Rico, okay, because you know how I feel. I had a whole rant about him last week. He is right there with Christensen for arch nemesis status as far as I'm concerned. Um, But they are so bad. They are joint worst defence over the last four, and let's be real, further back than that, but I've only looked at the last four. Um, The only reason that they're joint worst is because they're joint uh, with Villa for having conceded 10 goals in that period, and Villa's number is blown out by that fixture with City. Um, So you you do have to factor that in. That really tells us that Bourne are actually just horrific at the moment. They have zero clean sheets in that period. They've conceded 65 shots, 20 of which are on target. Um, so Pookie and Cantwell are home, which is an important factor here. Um, they're home to Bournemouth. So I think the thing with Pookie is that he, has, he missed the last game, um, so you would need to hear about his fitness to determine, I believe it was something to do with a hamstring. Um, he's certainly flagged still, so you'd need to check that out. If if it's a buy, certainly you would be checking that back, out. I think he's back in training. He's been pictured, okay. pictured back in training, but yeah, definitely what, wait you'd for the still for the want, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You'd want some kind of confirmation, particularly if you were looking to punt and you were selling someone, because again, we've kind of talked about maybe Jimenez aside, how it might be difficult to sell certain players. Um, he, Norwich are much stronger at home. We know that Pookie has, unlike Cantwell, who we'll get to, he has done a few bits and bobs away. So, you know, he's kind of, his points are a little bit more divided. Um, I think Pookie's really punty. Um, he's well capable and he's well capable against Bournemouth. I think Cantwell, if you have him, play him. If you don't have him, I'd even bring him in, particularly if you're enabling, um, you know, bringing in Salah or someone in your team. Like, he's got 24% something ownership, so he's hardly a differential, right? So we please call him Pretty Boy Cantwell. Pretty Boy Cantwell, okay, with his Goldilocks hair. (laughs) Um, He has six goals, two assists. And 10 bonus for a player who started at 4.5 is ridiculous. He's 4.9 now. And a key point is that all of those points, barring one goal and two bonus, so it's basically five goals, two assists, eight bonus, all came at home. 
And some um, double figures, I believe, right? I think he he's yeah, won, won a double figure, yeah? He has uh, got double figure Don't make me captain him, Kylie. You're really I want to make people captain him. So he's averaged at home, this is across the season, he's averaged 1.6 attempts, 1.4 of those in the box, one on target. That's a 62% shot accuracy, which is very high. Granted, his shot volume isn't insane, but he's still doing enough to deliver the goods. Um, and so that that's over the last four, and that was against Man United, Crystal Palace, Tottenham, and Villa. So kind of mixed bag, but not all terrible. Certainly not terrible to the degree that Bournemouth is. Um you know, unless they suddenly turn into absolute defensive beasts, which I find hard to imagine. I think that, um, you know, Norwich could do very well this week. We know they're attacking. They can't defend to save their lives. But, you know, what does that matter if you've got an attacking player? Mm. I have a Ramsdale in goal that I was hoping to be starting against Norwich and you're making me very nervous about playing him. But, um, you know, I, but I think uh, one thing we can't dwell his ownership is it, there is a lot of them who tend to have him on the bench for yeah. some of these matches. So it probably it's is negated a little bit with that. Mm. It's an opportunity it there to, to play him. Um, I've seen people debating, um, benching their United assets for him, uh, I don't know how I'd feel about that, but certainly fixture-wise, you can't argue with the logic that uh, Todd's probably got a better chance of scoring, certainly than maybe Martial. Pretty boy, pretty boy Todd, um, Kylie. Uh, that's that's um, that's great. You have to get your name um, right anymore, so uh, none of the, no more of this Cantwell nonsense. Um, Adrian, <laughs> um, Marzi, Adrian was asking about is Rashford a seller hold? A lot of talk about people using Rashford to maybe fund that move to get the second Liverpool uh, Liverpool midfielder or perhaps even uh, to fund a Mares move. But um, what's your thoughts on Rashford, sell or hold? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Kylie just touched on it, saying some, some people are thinking of uh, benching him. I think it's insane, personally. I know they're playing Liverpool, but you look at Rashford's record against Liverpool, he loves scoring, whether it's home or away. I think um, he... he, he He's on form. Let's see what happens tomorrow against Wolves. That that'll be. He, he's he's coming off early in games, so that might put put, put, put uh, people off. But I think he's coming off early in games because he's that essential for United. Now the thing is, obviously they've got a game tomorrow. Then they've got us uh, Liverpool on Sunday, and then they've got the Carlin Cup semi-finals midweek. So I can see him again, depending on how the game is going, that he might come off early again, um, or not. Now he is flagged, but. I'm pretty sure from what I heard that he only came off because they've got another game. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Hear about him. It just says that he's got a knock. Now, whether he's a hold or sell. So, personally, you know, so they've got they've got Liverpool, Burnley, Wolves at home, uh, Chelsea, Watford and Everton. I mean, look, what you get with... Um, with... Uh, Rashford is you're going to get some games where he can be really explosive or you're going to get the frustration of um, uh, the, the, uh, the blanks. The, the problem the problem I think people are thinking about selling him is because they've got in their mind where he went like, you know, the, the, out of five games, he had three blanks and one was a lot and the other one was a last minute goal where he was really lucky and got the three bonus bonus points. But if you ask his owners who have had him for a long time, 
uh, they will tell you Rash- Rashford has delivered for them. Because, you know, sometimes a player is going to blank. So I think you really need to balance it. I, would I sell Rashford when they've got... Um, OK, I know they've got Liverpool next, but then after that, uh, they have um, Burnley at home. And we just mentioned that Burnley are absolutely awful. So, Especially against top six sides or kind of traditional top six sides. They've actually yeah, been horrific. Absolutely horrific. So, look, it depends. Who, if you're selling him, it depends who you're bringing in. And you need to realise that, yes, OK, they have a tough fixture next, but then um, they do have a, an easier one. Now, they, it's, it's not the... The easiest of runs, but he's a guaranteed starter. He's a player, especially who can be really explosive. He's on penalties. I think if you have him, you keep him. Personally, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't be selling him. Not right now. No, not at his price and the form he's in. Um, I agree. Um, Christopher Moffat was asking about who had the fall, biggest fall from grace in fantasy history. He was suggesting Lundstrom, but I'm not really having that to be honest with you. Um, I'm. In recent history, I was trying to think of an answer to this, and um, Alexis Sanchez was one that came to mind. He went from being oh, one of the yeah. real elite assets to being somebody that you literally wouldn't, yeah. you know, you wouldn't. He was seven point five million mid. Mm. Can I just exactly. say, I would not say hey, Lundstrom has fallen. I mean, no, come on. No, no. Let's 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 think no. back about the expectation. He was a four million defender. We're lucky that he's a defender who's been absolutely. I I already said I'm not even taking that. I'm not taking even Lundstrom as being a suggestion for a fall from grace. Okay. He's I'm literally as. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a budget of a defender as you're going to have, and I mean, absolutely. if he has the absolutely. odd blank, we'll take that. No, I wouldn't even say Rico's. Well, like. Mm. When you buy a defender like that, well, you bought Rico you, knowing he was crap. So. Exactly. Yeah, and you, exactly. you didn't need to bring down the tone of the podcast by bringing up Rico to Kylie there, Mercy. Uh, <laughs> Rico's just living up to expectation, really. Mm, yeah. Um, with the random question from Jeff at FBL Thunder. Um, so his question for this week is: We're staying in a B&B for one night. Service is decent, not great or bad. What items in our room are we taking with us as part of the bill? Uh, Kylie, give that to you first. What do you, what are you going to bring with you? As in, like, steal from the Well, he means, he means steal, as in yeah. some people take towels. Yeah, it's fair game. Fair game. <laughs> oh. It's a oh, yeah. big. Come on, a lot of them are family-run things. You're not going to go stealing, like, their, their nice towels or something. Everything in, <laughs> no. the, every, everything in the room is fair game if it fits in my, if it fits in my suitcase. <laughs> this, you know who told me this? Yeah, my old man. Honestly, sometimes I'm like, Dad, what do you got? He goes, I've got all the fruits, all the tea. I thought, why do you have sugar? I've got, su- I've got sugar at home. He's like, I paid for, I paid for it. He gets the milk, the sugar. <laughs> That's amazing. Dad, yeah. I don't want any more bananas. <laughs> do you know what? The only thing that I would, I guess, ever think to possibly take would be like the toiletries. But to be honest, if I did that, I think Paul would kill me. I just have so much stuff at home that it's like death by avalanche is possible at any given moment. If I arrived back with stuff that I'd poached from the hotel, it would not be good. I I think yeah, I think the only thing I ever take is that yeah, the the coffee sachets are kind of handy to to have just in the glove box in case you're going to get stuck oh, so somewhere. So you love to my dad, yeah, you do the same. No, it's like little ca- <laughs> coffee sachets, and if there was fruit, I definitely would take fruit. 
Yeah. But um, but but I would never. I wouldn't take towels. Wouldn't take. No, face I wouldn't scrubs, take towels. You know, slippers, slippers. I think slippers are fine. I don't stay anywhere that's posh enough to give you slippers, <laughs> Marzi. Bathrobes. Uh, Jesus. That's a nice bathrobe, though. Yeah, Marzi. Marzi. Marzi definitely travels um in um, in higher circles than us, Kylie. Um, slip. <laughs> Let's uh, let's quickly go on with our game week plans and our captain pick. We are hoping that we may um, have a podcast ahead of the double game week, which would mean us recording on Sunday night, but we can't confirm. So let's just talk as though we aren't going to be there for that one. So um, <coughs> Marzi and Kylie, um, at the moment, who is going to be your captain for game week 23 and for the double in double game week 24? So for me, uh, captain for 23 at the moment is between uh, KDB or Mane. I think Mane's record record at home is not something that I can ignore. But the fact that that we play in United, I'm not sure. So I might just stick with KDB uh, with Palace for 24. For the uh, if if I go with the triple captain, it'll probably be Mane. Yeah, um, Kylie, how about yourself? Yeah, pretty pretty identical thinking. I'm probably going to go KDB this week um, at home to Palace. And, um, yeah, just, just based on the fact that um, Mane has, while his home form is certainly better, he's definitely had better away form than um, Salah. And also, I've had him longer and I guess I, I just have greater trust in him. Mm. So I'd probably be feeling more comfortable with Mane for the double. Um, I am going to change it slightly because I'm not boring like the two of you. Um, so I'll probably well, well I'll be on with Sal- Salah this um this game week because I went from last week and I was happy with his as as lame as it was an assist versus Mane's blank. Um, it made my captaincy decision a little bit less bad. That's what yeah, and um, for the double game week, I'm actually thinking I might captain, triple captain um, Trent, Trent for yeah. the double um, yeah. with Salah and Mane being enough together in attack and then give myself that little bonus if if uh, Liverpool do kind of keep at least even one clean sheet and if he got an attacking return, I'd be delighted with that. So um, that's where my plans are at the moment. Well, about transfers, are we going to... Uh, I think, well, sure, if you, if Marzi, do you know, like, uh, this week I've already brought in Jimenez for Ings, or Ings for Jimenez, yeah. but, um, and I know you've done the same, because you copied me, but, um, and Kylie yeah. won't give her transfer... Well, I copied Kylie to last Ings, so. week, so I thought it's only fair to copy you this week. <laughs> I've already said that I'm bringing in Trent, so... <laughs> she's, so she's copying yeah. us, because we already have Trent. I, we basically uh, all copy each other, that's it. That's, that's, I that's can I just say I have been very honest recently mm, about have, my transfers. Have. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know indeed. what you're choking on. So for there, for double game week 24, for double game week 24, um, if I decide to go with uh, another double game week player, I'm really looking at Snodgrass from West Ham. He really impressed me when he came on. I think West Ham need to start winning games, and I think he will play. So if I decide to do that, that's what I'm doing for the next game week. Not a bad one at all, I have to say. Not him or um, Noble. It's boring. I'm not going mm, for any of their defenders because if Fabianski ain't playing, they're keeping yeah, the me at all. Exactly. They've lost value. Um, but um, no, not a bad not a bad shout, Snotty. Um, that's all we got time for on tonight's show. Um, we have been Mars, you can find at Mars05. Kylie, you can find at KylieFPL. 
Myself, you can find at the Marple Curse, and of course, make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FPL. Thanks as always for listening and your continued support. Good luck in Game Week 23. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo.